Hi, my name is Omar. And Umar. And you're listening to Coffee and Conversations, the weekly podcast where we discuss productivity, experiences, happiness, and creativity. Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's okay, right? It's okay, but yeah. I'm very down at the moment with all the the coronavirus and everything that's happening throughout yeah. the world and the UK. So yeah, bit... yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, mm. you know, obviously things are what they are. Yeah. We don't really want to talk too much about that yeah. uh, in in today's episode. Yeah. But what, what we thought would be a really good way of doing something else. Yeah, something different. Yeah. Um, so if, if our viewers don't know, uh, mm. there's actually, we have mentioned this quite a few times. Yeah. But me and you, there's actually quite a significant age difference between me and you. Yeah, because I don't think we've actually spoken about it. No, yeah. we we have in some of our really very, early episodes. Yeah, very early episodes. Yeah, like I think our second episode or something like Maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where we did allude to the fact that you're close to double my age. Or, yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost. 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 Yeah. Almost. Not not there, but almost. Not there, almost. Yeah. But yeah. you know, you've you've got you've you've got you've got some years on me. Yeah, I could I could potentially be your dad. Potentially, but, but I'm not. If you had, <laughs> if you're very young. Yeah, if I was yeah. very young. Yeah, very young actually. Yeah, very young. Yeah. So what's the eight? I'm forty-four. And I'm twenty-four. Yeah, so twenty. Years. So you've got twenty years on yeah, me. Yeah, twenty years. Yeah, which so, is unbelievable, actually. So two decades. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, it's unbelievable yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, nobody can guess it. They can't guess it. No, oh, strange. No, nobody can guess it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, when yeah. I listen to the episodes back, when yeah. I'm editing them or whatever, yeah, yeah, I can't guess it either. Okay. If cool. I didn't know. Okay. So there is quite a big generational gap between you and I. However, yeah, yeah. we have a lot of similarities with the way that we. With the way with the way that we compute situations yeah. and our opinions on, a and lot then of also things. sense of humor as well. Precisely. Another, one of um one of my friends, um, a listener, she said we have a very similar sense of humor. We do. Well. Yeah, and we the, do. Yeah, we do. So, to be honest, and I think yeah. that's it's that synergistic aspect which okay. works very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that you've always been quite vocal about is parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Um and parenting methods yeah. and different strategies. Yeah. Uh and the type of parent to be. Yeah. Uh and that's obviously something that I can't relate with. I've only been on one side of the wall, which is being parented. a child. Yeah. yeah, yeah and being yeah. parented. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yet you have, have crossed that yeah. uh three times now. Three so, times. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then you're gonna eventually you're gonna start that Precisely. road as well. So, Precisely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought it would be good to do uh, mm-hmm. an interview style right now, actually. Okay, cool. Um, and just just so, because I think a lot of the time during our episodes, we actually forget that we're we've got an audience listening. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, for, totally it's just forget. between me and you, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of our conversations is actually either you're asking me questions on stuff or yeah. I'm asking you questions. That's right. Yeah. So it's weird, but. Even without the mics, our conversations tend to be quite interview-like. Yeah, which like is quite well, strange. Yeah, sometimes you phoned me, and we've had a conversation for an hour, and I feel like yeah. we should have recorded it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I've actually got um a, a way that I I want to start this. So mm. so firstly, you've got you've got three daughters. That's right. Yeah. Um. 
two of them are one one of them is like an early early teenager ish yes yeah, so say uh, 13 11 and three and a half and She's three and a half so you before. you've got that that yeah. gap between yeah. the, the the third and the second yeah what would you say from from somebody who's who's been parented uh, in a particular generation yeah to your parenting style now what would you say are some of the aspects that have changed from when I was a child, yeah. no, it, it's. Uh, it, I find it that some people find it quite nervous and nerve wracking, and also with all the current stresses and strains of life, um, the impact of social media on people's uh, uh, lives as well. It's very hard to be a parent, and then also people find it hard. It, I feel that it comes naturally to me. Uh, some people actually struggle. You have actually said that to yeah, me a couple me. of times. But do you feel like that that's part of being the oldest sibling? It, it, a couple of reasons. One, yeah. uh, I'll put it down to one, one maybe being the oldest sibling. Two, two uh, because I've got a younger brother and there's a, a big age gap between me and my brother. Oh, I see. 11 years. Oh, wow. So then okay. from a young age, uh, I've, I've learned to be like a parent. Like a young, very young parent yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. to a younger child. Yeah, well, I mean, by the time you were 11 or 12, yeah, so, you know, you were, you were by raising the time, him. Yeah, by the time I was 16, mm. I would be picking up my younger brother from the, from, nurse, from the nursery oh, or school. So, so having you had parenting to, skills you had at a young age. You had to take up that role at a young age. Yeah, because my dad used to work quite late. Um, so he was working long hours and stuff. And my mum was at home. So I would do some of the... The, the, the drop-offs to school or pickups from school when I used to come home. Yeah. Yeah, so that and then I think also just looking after the, the sisters as well. So it comes naturally for me to be, I've got those parenting skills. Mm. And another thing that happened to me in primary school, uh, year six, we used to have this thing on a Friday afternoon, only if a handful of people were selected, about four or five of us. Okay. We used to go to the nursery and help out on a Friday afternoon oh, okay. and just help the teachers like tidy up, play with the kids. And that, that exposure at a young age gave me this, the, I think some of the skills to the art of play with young kids oh, and I how, see. how to encourage them to play and interact with each other and stuff. Yeah. That's quite interesting. So you <clears throat> feel like that because of that initial exposure, you yeah. now feel quite comfortable. You 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 yeah. you developed that ability to be comfortable around children. Yeah, especially like young some. I know some young adults when they have a baby, they they find it really hard to even hold the baby. Oh uh, yeah. Like like how to hold it up. But I've had that from a very young age to ho the how to correctly hold a baby in terms of supporting the the neck and the head and tilting them forward. So with young kids and even young toddlers, I know how to keep them occupied in terms of play. Playing with uh, like blocks and drawing yeah. and interaction and stuff like that. That's quite interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. But with regards to, like, because 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 the one thing is is that I I, I want to know what you yourself took from the way that you were parented and what you decided was good to carry over into the way that you parent your children now. So I just want to explore oh. that generational shift, yeah. like because we're experiencing a generational shift yeah. here as well. Yeah. You know, between when when I become a parent, yeah. Um, but what what did you take over, and what didn't you take over? No, I think quite a lot of skills have taken over in terms of like giving them discipline, in terms of um, right from wrong, yeah. Uh, making sure 
that you they eat their food whenever whatever's presented not being fussy eaters uh, making sure they have their meals at a correct time mm. but it comes as second nature and then things like not making sure they don't stay up too late we maybe we were actually allowed but our mum and dad was strict as well in terms of we wasn't allowed to play out late too, okay when, when so you, you had a curfew and everything yeah when it used to get dark and stuff uh mum didn't like it that we were staying out too late playing football right so we would come back at a decent hour especially in the winter months as well okay so there's there's that kind of strictness and then also and you've implemented that with your with your with your yeah kids. they don't really go out like nowadays it's very unsafe for kids to go out and play yeah. but the, uh, they they do have curfews and stuff but they we haven't come because iman's 13 so they have been out to other people's houses and they sure. play but then we make sure that they uh, we know what time they're coming back or someone goes and picks them up or the, one of the parents drop, drops them off okay but yeah okay so you feel like that that um that nature of setting down certain guidelines yeah uh with your children uh, explaining to them why those guidelines are there, yeah, and kind of exercising that discipline in a way where they autonomously uh, abide by those guidelines themselves without yeah. the discipline being exacted by you or your or your wife, yeah. right? Yeah, do you think that that's quite a successful way yeah, of going that's, about it? Yeah, that that's that's very uh, it helps in terms of um, providing them a structure and discipline, yeah. and then the other thing is also encouraging them to think freely. And also never, I never try to, like, if they say, oh, that's, that's a, a, a man's job or that yeah. a, a lady should do that. I've never, ever said, I'm, um, I try to always say they can do anything and sure. think freely as possible and never limit them in terms of <clears throat> what they're thinking in their mind. It should be a man's job or a, or a lady should be doing yeah. that. And I've, <clears throat> I've been, when, when they're playing with other people, and sometimes I've heard a comment like that. I've always discouraged it in terms of trying Interesting. to keep them as open-minded as possible yeah. in terms of opportunities or, or things that they can do in, in the future. Not allowing themselves to categorise themselves. Yeah, trying not to be boxed in at such a young age. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's definitely really interesting. Yeah. When you, if, if you were to say that the top five things, because one thing that I've noticed about yourself, and I, I want to say this before I... <laughs> um before i ask the question yeah is your level of tolerance oh that yeah yeah that's, and that, that's yeah. something that i i've always said yeah about you yeah uh, is that your level of tolerance yeah um is extraordinarily high yeah higher than probably anyone else that i see oh, okay um if you were to say what what are the top five things that you would say that is important for young people now uh that they would be able to develop by time they're uh, at a point in their life where they too have to be parents, what would you say are the top five top five characteristics that they that that people should work on, like myself or other young people, that they should work on to 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 help them um, uh, take better advantage of being a parent and providing their children with a better experience? Yeah, so like basically, one of the main things is patience. That especially when you have like <clears throat> like a one year old. Um, and you're trying to teach them to uh, to feed themselves. Yeah. So that that can be quite frustrating. Mm. So if you're like you've got I don't know you've got to go to work or you got to go and do um maybe you got to go on your laptop and do some work in the evening, you got to be very patient not to try to um make them feed quickly. So you got to learn uh take them time. So like 
with the oldest one, we used to always encourage her to like use her hands to start. As soon as she could start using her hands to pick up objects and stuff, we would cut up like grapes or olives into smaller chunks okay. and place them in, on, on top of the high chair. And then she would start uh, feeding herself. So at least she's getting some of the food in by herself. And then while I'm cooking the main meal, then that's prepped and then that's put in front of her and then encouraging her to start using the spoon at an early age. Right. Patience is the biggest thing. And also being, and trying not to, and the funny thing was one of my um, uh, nephews uh, from my wife's side, he said that to me as well. And he's only eight. He oh. said, you're, I've never seen you get angry. Yeah. He said that to me. And I was, I was really surprised that he said that to me. With kids, I I try never to get angry with them. But when they have done something silly, you can if ask them. If they're being a bit naughty. Yeah, then I would shout at them. They're being a them. No, naughty but monkey. When they're in a group setting in front of other other kids, I never yeah. try to... I would tell them off, and but I would never show my anger in front of other kids. Because I don't want other kids to... Like, it's not to good... To think that you're... Yeah, yeah, it's not good for other kids to see parents always disciplining or shouting no, at their kids. No. The, the other thing we used, my wife, we, um, we used this technique was the naughty step. And it, it, it oh, does really, that actually work? Okay. Yeah, it does actually work. Um, my wife looked it up on, I think, on a show. And when the kid, but you can only start it when they're around three. Interesting. So three or four. So if they've been very naughty mm. or they've done something, they're not listening to you, you, you put them on the step and you can't. And they have to remain there for up to basically one minute for each uh, for their age so if they're three oh, or four so for four minutes if they're four right and then and once if they were 40 so no, yeah, be, yeah, exactly yeah. no but you can only okay. uh i think the max for the for <laughs> 40 are lady, you on no, the naughty yeah, step <laughs> the max we did it was maybe up to seven seven or eight but then okay. then after that then you have to use different techniques so okay. then, then it, yeah but i understand from the age Give of me your three, phone when they're very young and they and it's hard for them to understand what's right and wrong then from the age of three to up to about seven or eight, yep. you can use the naughty step. Or the and then after seven, it's corner. iPad is confiscated. Yeah, then it, then you can start using sanctions or disciplining right. the other way. But patience, um, learning, um, uh, being able to ex letting them get angry, but not letting them frustrate you sure. in that situation. I mean, that's patience as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely patience and being tolerant. And tolerant is yeah. is, is one of the and one then, of the main things. And then being flexible and adaptable as well. So you don't have to the like with the oldest one, we did the time uh, basically having a, a routine. Mm. So there'll be like eight o'clock be breakfast, twelve o'clock, and Iman, the oldest daughter, was on. Uh, we raised the through that method, and Elena as well. So. We literally knew if we went out shopping with my wife in the afternoon or we went out yeah. for a walk, we knew we had to come back by four o'clock because she would have an afternoon nap for two hours. Oh, I see. So it was like literally like an alarm clock and it right. worked. With the second one, there was a bit more flexibility. And now with the third one, we've we've adapted. We're not doing that. We did it when she was younger, mm. but we've been because it's really difficult to with two older siblings and then also trying to have a, a routine of going out and carrying on with your normal life. We've allowed it a bit more flexibility. So with her, she doesn't have a set time as such. I've noticed. So it's a bit more. Uh, you've you've we've had to use the when she's tired, let her go to sleep. And I've 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 seen that so, so many times. Yeah. Where if, it, let's just add on this whole thing of being. Uh, can I call it being compromising? Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, I think that's all encompassing with regards to flexibility and yeah. um, adaptability. Um, but I've noticed on so many occasions where we've gone to, let's say, like a family event or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking around. Where are you? Oh, you're sitting in the car because the little one's fallen asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to wake her up. Yeah. And yeah. you're in the car for like half an hour. Yeah. Just with her yeah. waiting until she wakes up. Yeah. You know, and I, th I think having that level of, of being able to compromise, so putting your plans on hold for the yeah. sake of making your child comfortable. Yeah. Again, that's something that I don't think I could do no, at this stage in my life. You probably would. Yeah. So you might not do it on your first one, but then on your second, <laughs> on your second or third yeah. child, you, you, you learn to adapt. Sure. And you, you'll do it. So then you could just read your book. So I normally use read articles yeah, on, yeah. On, on my phone in or catch up with news and stuff. But you could always have a book with you and you can catch up on your book time yeah, 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 during yeah. when they're asleep time. No, it's definitely a good idea. So you like have that. to be you have to be flexible in terms of and then also both if you are um you you have to share the balance between you and your partner as well in terms okay. of uh like who's doing the feeding sessions. Because it can the other thing is when you have your first child or your second child uh the the mother takes on a lot of burden in terms of the time spent yes. with them and whoever's basically whoever's at home who maybe hasn't gone back to work initially is spending a lot of time and then when you come home they've had the the 12 hours with that the young one so they're highly stressed yeah so i just used to when i used to come home i'll go into autopilot doing the the feeding the bathing the nappy changes but then, just take over the whole shebang. Yeah, take over the whole shebang. But for me, that was a massive contrast. I've been at work, come home, going yeah, to... being all... in a professional environment. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then going, all of a sudden going, dealing no, with someone who does not even yeah, understand what you're it, saying. It, it was a, actually, it, it, it defocuses your mind. So then the, all the stresses from work, you go into that mode. Sure. Looking after the kids. But it's, it's very full on. I remember a time I was working for this consultancy. I would come home around 6, 6.30. Yep. And then from 6.30 to around 8 o'clock, I couldn't, I didn't even have time to, <laughs> to <laughs> even, even think. To switch a light, a change a light bulb because <laughs> literally, because we had a two year gap between Iman and Elena. Yes. So then one would need feeding, one would need a bath. Oh, one so, would need, so it's both back and forth. Yeah, wow. back and forth Goodness because the, the, the feeding times were slightly different as well. So right. you couldn't, uh, one was uh, like, I would lay out the dinner for the older one, she would mm. be eating. Then the other one would need maybe a bath, so I'd bath her, then bring her out, then feed the other one. And then me and wife would look, the, but then they were very good at going to sleep. So 7.30, 8 o'clock, lay them in their rooms, read a story. They would turn the lights off, they were out. Oh, I see. And then you would have downtime just before you, so it, then either my wife would sit together, we would have our evening meal mm. together. That was the one thing, actually, I couldn't do when they were younger, is eat. I I could never eat my food when they eat their food. Oh, I see. Because I found it, um, I don't know, either... Did you find it quite stressful? Yeah, I okay. found it stressful because I couldn't enjoy my food. Because you're concentrating yeah, on them. Yeah, because I'm focused on them and yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to enjoy my food until they've had their food. Yeah. And I think one thing that we know about each other is that when we eat, we like to Ooh. enjoy our food. <laughs> we like to enjoy our food. And if you're a foodie, you enjoy your food. Yeah. Uh, you won't enjoy it because yeah. you're like, you're stressed out you're about like, the oh, person. Eat that, come eat on. that, come on. Yeah. Oh, don't drop it on the and floor. Don't drop come it on, on the floor. Yeah. And then they sometimes they take ages, eternity to chew <laughs> or they would like 
take a massive gap for yeah. their next Or sometimes food. they'll refuse to eat the yeah. rest and, and you have the, to encourage them to eat the rest. And then your food's either getting cold yeah. or it's changed and then you're re reheating and it's like, mate, it's I, I'd rather... I'd rather starve for now. Yeah, so logistically, <laughs> I'd rather starve. So one bit... So that's another another form of um, flexibility. So patience, flexibility, adaptability, being able to compromise, and being able to compromise. So uh, one yeah. one more then. One more. How many have I done for one more? Um, being uh, being able to go down to their level. So what? Uh, okay. So uh, being able to interact at that level. So whatever age they are. So one, three, four. Um, I never used to do Gaga Goo Goo that kind of stuff, but I'm just saying, you know, like <laughs> no, 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 like, try to talk to them and interact with them. Sure. So if in, they're if they're on level one, level then one, maybe try and communicate with them on level yeah, two so and le- help them. To yeah, that just level. Le- next okay. level. There's books you can read in terms of like like based on the the age the child is. Yeah, you is. could start off with like the hungry cat. Yeah, what <laughs> what? No, yeah, you're talking about the books. Yeah, so whatever they're into, so yeah. then start off at that level. But I'm just talking about when we're playing as well. So we used to play this game when the girls were very young. Um, basically, a ball. We would once they learned to catch. That was the teaching them learn learn to catch is quite quite a unique thing. So every okay. class. But they could catch a ball. We would sit in a room in a triangle of three, and then we would pick a, a topic like uh, countries, fruits, vegetables. Yeah. And then we would throw the ball together, and they would have to name a vegetable, and oh. or name a fruit, or name a, a capital of a country. And they used to love that game. Oh, and then I see. we so after we read a book, we would play that for ten minutes or fifth or fifteen minutes. Right. And then they would let them pick the topic, and then pass the ball around, and then that, they would love that. How interesting! Yeah. How interesting! No, that's, I, I, you know what? I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard that one before. That one's quite cool. No. I like yeah. that. So you think that? Let, so you think just to summarize that, because I think it's quite it's quite interesting with regards to planning. Yeah. For for because I I do know that a lot of our listeners are around my age. Yeah. Um. And it, I I think it's important, um, for us to know the millennials. Yeah. For us to know what we need to prepare for. Yeah. So you would say that being patient or yeah. tolerant. Tolerant. Uh, yeah. Being adaptable. Yeah. Being able to compromise. Yeah. Um, being, uh, what was the other one? Being able to interact with the child. Uh, being able to interact them. So you, the pro- using being imaginative. Yeah, being imaginative and creative. Yeah, because I think that game at, itself is quite imaginative yeah, because you're building their eye-to-hand coordination that's right. and yeah. you're building their vocabulary yeah. at the same time. So adapting games, because I used to create games for them to play. So it doesn't have to be... Because they weren't into board games because they're too young. So anyone under five, they're not going to be able to... There are some board games out there that you yeah. can get for them. Yeah. But but some of them are quite mind numbing. Yeah, mind numbing. Yeah. So create so <laughs> like lot, or something. Yeah, yeah. So like, a lot of the our the games would involve a ball or even another one would be I would get loads of different objects and mm. put them under a blanket and tell them to memorize and then take one object away and then try mm. to see which object was missing. And the three year old would love that. And even another one where you're trying to play uh, like Basic magic, basically. You're putting oh, objects under cups. Under cups and, and follow then try the object. follow the object or trying to work out how many objects did I place under that cup. Right. Okay, so, so, so that's quite interesting because a game that I used to play with, with a young cousin of mine yeah. uh, who's 
you know, what one or two years old, yeah, yeah. Uh, was three card Monty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is three cards, follow the card, yeah, mix yeah. all the cards yeah. up. And it's, it's it just helps yeah. them track objects and yeah. recognize patterns and stuff. I think that's quite important. And the other one was like play, like even like pretending to be uh, like I used to read, was it um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Okay. But then not from a book from my from my childhood. Sure. So but then for each uh, narrative of the story, I would add a sound effect. So like when oh, she's walking up the steps, go. <laughs> so climbing up the stairs. So when the door opens. Okay. So you'd make it, you'd make it quite interactive for them. Yeah. So it was really, and they used to love that story. Okay. So basically, I, rather than just doing the words, what was uh, it? What was every, it? When, 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 poly- when Goldilocks was was lying on, the, was trying the different yeah, beds out. What yeah. was the noise? The ooh, that's really nice. Oh. And then doing the sound of it, <laughs> and then you know with the chairs. But the, the, then the best oh, thing was God. that because the three year old loved when when the bears come in and yep. they see Goldilocks, and right. then I would go. Oh, and God. then she would, she would scream, she would scream oh, and then God. run down out the window so, and they would love that. So I think so that's actually the really sound interesting effects. because yeah. it's, I think that what, you, what you're doing now is you're amalgamating two of the skills of being imaginative and going onto their level. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're being imaginative by integrating these sound effects, but you understand that the sound effects would be very interesting yeah. and entertaining for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, that, that, that all, all of the things that you've said, yeah. apart from I think imaginative, yeah. are things that I can't do now. You know, you I, d- I don't do think now. I don't think that I'm terribly patient. Okay. Uh, when it comes to children, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. Um, but I think that that's just uh, a trait in me that's been built uh, as I've been through university okay. and been at uh, been, been through work as well. Yeah. yeah. No, but I've noticed you're good with teenagers. I am. Like, uh, like couple of events that I've met you at, and when you're interacting with like thirteen to eighteen yeah. year olds, yeah. you're pretty good. I am having conversations yeah, yeah. with them. Well, I mean, even with your and kids. even and even having games with them, you know, like the the card games and oh the, yeah, yeah yeah and basketball. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, even even when I'm with your uh, with with your kids, your 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 eldest two. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine yeah, with. So, I can't deal with the younger one though. Yeah, ten. Yeah, so the under fives, you find it hard. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I just, I don't know why. I just can't, I can't deal with it. But I think anyone above the age of ten. Ten plus, you're okay. Yeah, I, I can deal with. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's because I find a di- I, I find it very difficult uh, to communicate with people who don't reason with logic. Oh, uh, and I think that's my biggest problem, and I think that might be a lot of people's problem. Who, um, young people right now who find mm. themselves to be quite ambitious uh, yeah. and f- and and find themselves locked into this very fast-paced lifestyle, yeah, uh, where it's work, 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 innovate, innovate, innovate. Mm, mm, mm. You know, lead teams, do this, yeah. do that, be collaborative. Yeah. You know, all of these things that people are having to do within the workplace. Mm. Yeah. It's difficult to compartmentalize in your mind to one minute, like you just said, you know, uh, until 630, you're in the office doing dealing with consultancy. Yeah. And then when you come home, you're now having to look after these two children. Yeah. uh, Your your two daughters who are who are unable to communicate with you. Exactly. Uh, You're having to do everything for them, whether it be bath them or lift a spoon up to their face or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I think that particularly in today's generation, um. You know, all these young people who are in these very ambitious roles and have these goals and targets mm. for their lives mm. uh, find it difficult to compartmentalize 
and and say, okay, this is who I am at work. Yeah. And now the person who I'm going to be dealing with can't, you know, lead a project no, or no. can't can't be collaborative or yeah. anything like that. Uh, I'm going to have to change the way that I behave with them. Yeah. Because they're not going to work like that. No, they're no. not reasoning with logic. Here. No, they won't follow logic. Yeah. Which it's, is which is I think I think it's the biggest roadblock. Yeah. For young people now, and it's definitely probably the biggest roadblock for me mm-hmm. at this stage in my life, where I enjoy having one of one of one of the biggest um, blessings of life. I feel like mm. uh, is hence the podcast is being able to have great scintillating um interesting conversations yeah 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 uh, with people that you care about yeah yeah and if i can't have that with somebody else then <laughs> i don't understand where the value is yeah and no, i think that that's one of uh, one of the things that i need to get over and i think that might come with age yeah it'll come with age but i'll, I'll give you an example you're gonna get over that with this if you look at when when you're looking playing with the young minds especially the under fives and and like the two-year-old yeah if you look at it from this way where when you're transferring the skill and you're teaching them like maybe how to walk or how to lift a spoon yeah you're giving that skill and when you transfer that skill or that knowledge in terms of how to do that task that pleasure that you get when you've when you've taught a, a small mini human in how to do that thing is is far more than what you would it's almost on par with the conversations that you have with the 13 or 15 year old because the joy you get when you teach someone the first especially when the first time i taught them how to uh, ride a bike sure man lena learned quite late because they didn't get into bikes until because we they had bikes but they used to always use the ones with the you know the wheels on the side and then training wheels and then we never really went and then only i think it was uh eight uh, sorry, Iman might have been eight and Elena was a bit y- younger. So I, we took her to the park and I taught her how to learn how to ride a bike. Mm. And then the pleasure you get seeing your your daughter or your niece or your nephew learning a skill that you've given to them is unbelievable. Right. Yeah. And you do you, get do you so feel like that experiencing that changes an individual? Yeah, experiencing that. And also watching them grow you know like when you have something like when they especially when they're babies from from like day one yeah. to day uh, to the to their first birthday mm. the transformation you see like my wife will text me oh uh, iman's learned to sit up and then you just get so you happy you feel quite yeah. excited oh she's learned to sit up oh uh, now she knows how to stand and walk around the edge of the bed that's the next milestone and every milestone they hit you're like getting excited that they they're learning to like be independent. They're learning sure. to get onto the next level. Uh, far fair enough. They can't communicate with you in that kind of. But intellect. they're getting there. But they're getting there. Sure. But then there'd be like little things like you'd be shocked. Like they, the first word they learn to say, and yeah. you remember the first word that your daughter said, and it's like amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, that you, you know what actually that makes a lot of sense to me now, because what. What I understand now is that even though there's things that you can do to prepare for 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 parenthood, um, nothing can prepare you for parenthood better than just going through it. Yeah, living it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds as though that even though you yourself pretty much 
was a parent from the age of 12 pretty yeah, much yeah. because of your brother yeah, yeah. Uh, and you took on that parental role yeah uh, with your youngest brother uh, and i'm sure that probably carried over even to your sisters as well yeah 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 um but you were probably as well prepared as anybody else could have been who wasn't a parent yeah but yet you still found yourself in an environment where you had to learn on the job pretty much yeah and i think the interesting thing there is even someone who was so prepared still found that you know he was learning on the job yourself you were you were you were still learning new things and yeah. how to deal with certain things i think what's so interesting and what i take away for myself here is even though i don't necessarily enjoy the idea of not being able to communicate with mm-hmm. um <clears throat> with somebody a child for example yeah. like like a like a 2 or 3 year old yeah the incremental um, improvements and successes that they make on a daily basis, whether it be sitting up yeah. or walking or being able to eat or saying their first word or whatever, yeah. Yeah. are all exciting in their own respect because they're getting to that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're getting to that point where they can, they can support themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They can do things themselves. Yeah. Uh, so that, I think that's quite, that's and quite fascinating. And another thing I, re- I read, uh, read a while ago was, you know the 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 young kids they pick up sign language before they can even pick up uh speaking proper words interesting so when Iman was quite small and also we did it with Aina as well mm. she knew like and that touch nose she knew nose that's her nose uh when to eat Iman would like us I used to say to her do you want to eat and I'll touch my mouth like this again that's and you then, getting down to the yeah, level right and then she would yeah. touch her mouth so she she knew almost about 10 different signs like touch your head or she knew what that was or uh, um you want to go to sleep she would do a signal basically holding her blanket to the side of her uh, her face and say that was her signal to go to sleep right um do you want uh, so there was lots of she had about half a dozen uh, sign language words that she knew for certain things before she even said a couple mm. of words. That's, yeah, you know, you know what? Again, I think that really does harken back to your idea of getting on their level. Yeah, and I think if you don't do that, then parenthood is a nightmare. No, because right? then it's it's going to be really boring yeah. as well. If you don't uh, like de- uh, say declutter your mind and then get down to the level of the. The, the child, child. Yeah. you're going to find it so stressful and so boring as well because you're you're looking for well, you're going to get frustrated you're going to get frustrated angry, angry you're going yeah. you're going to want them to work at the level you are but they're not at that level mm. so you have to step down several gates to go i see and i've learned actually my dad is very good at this even though he's like 89 yeah he's always from a young age i remember from the age of when i was like 10 he he's got this amazing quality. He can get on with very young kids. Oh, interesting. Um, he even now he plays with the lit the little ones when I know small and all of the grandchildren that we've got. He's very good at playing, uh, interacting and keeping very young kids occupied. Keeping them entertained. Yeah, keeping them entertained relating with like games or relating to them, and he's had that quality from a, from a long time. Like he can get on with people. I know he's old now, but when he was younger. He had this quality of getting on with people much older than him and very, very much younger than him as well. That's really quite interesting. So you, you need to be able to get on the level of a, of a, a young toddler yeah. and what they're thinking in terms of one activity I remember is pay, 
painting. I used to love doing painting oh, okay. and making models. So getting clay, clay, plasticine, trying to get the kids to make models. And they used to like air dry clay a lot. Sure. So we used to buy this air dry clay and they used to make shapes, jewellery and stuff. So making them have a, a lot more three dimensional play. Sure. One thing I remember when they were very tiny, I got them like all the paints out. We rolled out a massive sheet of like a uh, like wallpaper. Got them to dip their feet in paint because they love the sensation of that. And then walk on that. Iman and Lena walked up and down the wallpaper. And there's a massive piece of uh, uh, foot art that they created with their feet. Oh, wow. So, so loads of like Saturdays or Sundays, whenever I was at home, uh, Farah just started, I think she was doing some part-time jobs. And so she would like, because she had the kids Monday to Friday, so then she would take a break on the weekend, go out, um, go to her friends, or she would be working on a Saturday as well as so a tutoring. So she would, so then I'll keep the kids occupied. Oh, so I we see. used, especially on rainy days, or uh, we used to do a lot of um, art uh modeling and stuff at home yeah and then on the other uh, when when the weather was good or used to take them take them to a lot of museums so every saturday right. or sunday from a young age they've been to like all the, the the best museums in london like science museum natural history museum and this all tried, added to their yeah, development yeah added to their development i think i'd want to i think i think the final point that i would like to make is is i, I want to make a point myself and just get your opinion on this yeah and i think that this is a culmination of of my my own parenting as uh, my my, oh, yeah, my, yeah, my, my my own uh being parented um also talking to yourself as well yeah um and i and i would like to do a follow-up on this one in uh interviewing you okay cool and, yeah we'll do that from your childhood experience yeah we'll do that i think uh, yeah. that'll be quite interesting yeah, yeah um but i think that probably the final thing for to be to be successful in the realm of parenting Mm -hmm. is to be invested in the development of your child yeah. and to be dedicated to being a parent. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I've found very prevalent in yourself. Yeah. Um is how dedicated you are to enabling the development and further success of your children. Yeah. Uh whether it be making an active effort in making sure that they don't feel like that they are limited in their capabilities. Yeah. Or like you said to me once, uh, you said, um, there's only a short amount of, there's only a short space of time in their life where, uh, I will be able to read them a bedtime story before That's they right. go to bed. Yeah, yeah. And I'd rather make sacrifices in my life yeah. now and make it up later yeah. rather than miss that opportunity now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's definitely stuck with me because making that sacrifice in your in your own life, yeah, yeah, for the sake of not missing, um, not missing the opportunity of providing your children with an experience, yeah, that they can't ever get again. No, and then also for your own memories as well. Yeah, because if if I was say. I took a job where I was working outside of London or, yeah, or where I was, there was working, lots of travel yeah, or long hours or, or something. working abroad or so I don't see them un until the weekend. Yeah. You're never going to get that time back no, again. No. And then most kids generally at that young age, uh, say just uh, from the age of like three to seven, they they tend to go to sleep by seven, seven thirty, really sure. seven thirty eight maximum. 
So if you're if you're coming home by six thirty seven o'clock, mm. you've only you've only got an hour maximum with them. So they they probably need feeding, uh, bathing, and then you you've got about thirty minutes. And that thirty minutes was the time we used to read a uh, a story for fifteen minutes sure. or play a play a game as well. Right. And then that 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 time is gone. It goes quickly. So if yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It will never come back again. Yeah. And I think that that's purely because you took the initiative of being a dedicated parent. Yeah. The last thing that I want to ask is, and this isn't um, like, this isn't like, you know, segregating anything, mm-hmm. but, you know, you are married. Yeah. There are two parents yeah. in your household. There's a mother and a father. Yeah. Um, how important do you feel like that? I mean, look, the, the, the reason why I'm not asking about single parenting or yeah, anything yeah, like that is because you don't have experience in no, that No, no, but I know, my, uh, I know a few people who are single Precisely, parents. Precisely, yeah. But yeah. the reason why I'm asking about this is because this is the situation you find yourself yeah, yeah. in. How important do you feel like it is uh, to have both parents on the same wavelength uh, what, when raising a child? Yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, there's... There's single parents out there as well, so they they have um, yeah. We're not hats, ignoring that. No, hats off yeah. to them in terms of like the the amount of time they have to spend. And yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're, that they're they superheroes as far as I'm yeah. concerned. But then when you're sharing responsibility, it, it's very important that you have a similar wavelength in terms of like the rules you set and also the discipline. So one can't be uh, if one is really strict and the other one is really laid back could maybe it could throw things off yeah it could throw things off so you've yeah. got to have some balance and you've got to meet halfway how how do you think and then you offset do that? each other how, how how can that be dealt with so if you find yourself you know in a relationship with somebody you don't realize that you're on that you're on different sides of the planet when it yeah. comes to parenting styles yeah. uh, do you think it's a good idea for for them to talk about that before having children or like, how how would you would you say that that's managed, and how how did you manage it yourself? No, we never we actually we never spoke about that before getting married. So you know you don't really speak about that. But then you could talk about that. But I I don't know if that would off put people from having a relationship sure. with someone. But then it's when you get it's when you start that journey, you will either the the path of the other person will adapt to you, or you will adapt to them. And then you need to find the middle ground. I see. Basically. So do you, do you think that on that path, people naturally change? And that if you're on two different paths, then because there's now a child yeah. involved, yeah, yeah. you're forced to then converge on your paths and find a middle ground. Yeah, you'll find a middle ground. So both, like if one, say one is very career minded and mm. one's not so career minded, you it'd be very not selfish but it'd be very hard for you to maintain that kind of um one-sided balance when you've got one person uh, who's fully loaded and fully stressed out at sure, home sure. so you any human decent person would be thinking i need to share half the responsibility or at least contribute when i can yeah to to, to bringing up the kids otherwise i why did you have kids if you're Precisely. not if you're not going to have any input or interjection in terms of how they develop in their education or the way they learn to interact with people, you might as well send them to boarding school. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like, unfortunately, or, as we both know, yeah. you know, there, there are 
so many situations out there where people have children yeah. and unfortunately don't know how to be parents. Yeah. Or they're too busy to be yeah. parents. Yeah. Neglect or so so not neglect, but they're too busy to actually spend time with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And kids want you to spend time with them. Of course. They they from they're not going to be able to communicate, but they they want if you've got a a, a mom, dad or uh or just or, a mother or, any, or, or just mother, a father. Just or a father or just a mother be. or just two of the same sex per, uh partners. Yeah. They want you to spend time with you, with you because exactly. you, you've brought them into this place or you've adopted them or fostered them. Yeah. And if you're not spending time with them, how you, how are you? Actually, how are you a parent? How are you a parent? Yeah. How, you know, how are you different to anybody else in their life? Yeah. You know, as, like, as a like, teacher or precisely, a, yeah. or a, a third person. Yeah. Like an uncle or you, an aunt. You, you want to be the individual in your child's life of which they can discuss anything with yeah. you and reveal anything yeah. to you. The parent, like say we genders aside, but if we take the parent label, yeah. you're the person responsible for that person. Absolutely. Uh, and that person is your responsibility to bring them into this world and teach them the right set of values. And then you're going to set them on their own, on their own way. And if you're not there, where are they going to learn? How do you expect them to how flourish? You, how do you expect them to flourish? Yeah. You're not going to give them, and all the energy that your parents put into you, that then that was wasted. Yeah, because you're not, you're not, you're, you're not, not passing on the you're baton. not passing on the baton, mm. and the nurture and the nature, and the effort and the energy your grand, your parents and your grandparents and the great grandparents did. Yeah, all that heritage, all that heritage and, and time and, and length and yeah. teaching and knowledge. You're just basically roadblocking it you're roadblocking it you're <laughs> you're throwing it away you're, yeah you're putting an end to the story aren't yeah you? you're ending the story yeah. and you're you're just uh not investing in their future at no all. you're doing a disservice which yeah. is why i think that you know on on top of developing all those characteristics that you mentioned earlier the important thing is is that you remain dedicated and invested yeah as a parent yeah and i think that that's a really good a really good note to uh to, to, to end on, on and the, then you discussion enjoy, and you would enjoy uh, anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to become a parent and when they do become a parent you will enjoy it yeah there are some days that you do get stressed out but generally speaking overall it's one of the best experiences that you can have in in this life and i like yeah i think that's yeah i, th yeah, I think you know what to be honest it's it's definitely a sad thing when you see parents who really can't be asked yeah um and it makes you question the value of parenthood in your own head and just yeah. like oh is it is it worth it like i'll push it over as far as i yeah. can i'll yeah. do it as late as possible yeah, yeah. you know this is just a side thing yeah. when parenthood should be all encompassing yeah. when it does come along yeah uh if you're fortunate enough to be able to father or mother a child yeah um in your life then it should be all encompassing and there's no set rule there's no like i need to yeah uh, there's no be, framework i need to become a parent at the age of 20 or yeah, I need exactly. to become a parent at the age of 40 it's all organic it's now especially yeah the millennials now the the time they spend in each phase is getting more and more spread out that's right so there's no right answer what's no. when you do get the opportunity just take it by uh, take it by the reins and just go with the flow and then you you will learn.
you can read books. There's loads of books out there that can yeah. give you guidance, but take them with a pinch of salt. And then, which each child is different, unique, yeah. and they will learn at the speed they will learn at. There's no better not. education than the University of Life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> you know what? I really enjoyed this one. This was okay. a really good one. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely do that episode as well, where you're. Yeah, uh, I want to know from your perspective and how yeah. you found being parented <laughs> yeah that could be that could be quite fun because you're you're just out of there because i've yeah gone, i'm just coming out of that yeah now. so you know yeah, yeah, yeah so then i can relate to you yeah that could be quite fun actually but no i really enjoyed okay. that i think yeah. i think i think you you had quite a bit yeah, of fun as well that was yeah. a good one awesome yeah. well yeah okay. well until take, next time take care everyone have a good one take See care bye-bye bye, bye.